This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is Damian Lemon. And this is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation. The podcast. Wow. We are back. It's yes, <laughs> good, uh, man. Everything's good. Yeah? Yeah, man. What's the latest? The latest? I mean, like I said, man, I'm, I'm just trying to change myself. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I hear that. So. <laughs> all right. So go ahead. How's the change going? Like I said, change is going good, man. Um, I, you know, you know how you you start changing shit. You you focus on, you know, what you got to go get. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Uh huh. So like the tools for the change. The tools for the change. All right, so I I'll hear you. I'm with this. To, you know what I'm saying. Figure out which tools I'm gonna get. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying. Figuring out what's the the latest and the greatest where I need to fit in, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then somebody sent me some shit on the on the gram and they was talking about uh, you know what I'm saying, the seven best doctors and shit. Okay. And it was like sunshine, oh. air. Oh. You know what I'm saying? One of those you felt you felt <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh exercise, diet. Uh, diet. It's seven of them shits. Right. And it rest. Right. And Water. Okay. And I looked at that shit like, I don't do none of this shit. <laughs> you don't do none of that? <laughs> nah, like, not I really. I don't get it. I don't be just going out to get sunshine and shit. Yeah. Fresh air when I'm just outside going to the train or some shit. Or <laughs> shoot. In transit. <laughs> In transit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Rest when I'm dead. Okay. Uh, you okay. know what I'm saying? My diet is crazy because I eat whenever. I don't, okay. I don't really. But you, you know eat good though, right? I mean, it's it's not good if you don't eat much. If you yeah. you know what I'm saying, you don't start eating until three in the afternoon when mm. you're already starving. Oh, uh, okay. You, you do emergency eating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're yeah. already on yeah. on e. I know how that is. Stay dehydrated. Yeah. I'm like shit. I don't got none of the seven good doctors. Well, they gave you all the information. <laughs> I'm like shit. I need to start this change from within. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So what you gonna start with first? Right now, I'm working on my laughter. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you, you know what I'm saying? I there figured that'd be the, the lowest hanging fruit. Let's get some laughter going. You know what I mean? Shit, I just have to do that more often, yeah. not just on Tuesdays. I want to I wanna get out more, like in the way of, you know, take the walk. You know what I mean? I take right. a walk every once in a while, but like, like really do that type of shit. You right. know what I'm saying? Like take the walk. I've been drinking more water. I'm a drinker. I drink a lot of water, but you know, I think I might. I don't want to say I'm killing myself, but um, the BPAs. You know, I go to Target. I go get. I don't. Somebody, Matt, tell me what the BPAs are exactly. What they stand for? Bisphenol A. Ooh, Matt was ready with that one. We'll explain a little bit more beyond just uh, what it means. So, I mean, what it BPA tends to mimic estrogen in the body, so it can it screws with your hormonal balance is the problem with it. Oh shit! So you're going to al- turn into a woman? It can no, al- no, I hope, hope not. Well, it can also be a car- uh, carcinogen. It could be a carcinogen. And what That's- a BP? What's the BPA has got to do? Well, with basically, water? plastic, plastic bottles, right? Uh-huh. So I'll buy. I'll go to Target. 
and buy like a 24 pack for $5 or whatever, you know, because a win is a win. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I throw them shit to the trunk. So I got them. Mm -hmm. Anytime I'm thirsty for something, I just pop the trunk, boop, right. throw some shit. But I don't think your water's supposed to sit in plastic for so long. Right. So you might, you know. But that's that's as close. So that how you and measure, Brita. How you measure, measure your BPAs? I don't even know. I just know I'm concerned with it. Oh. I haven't done the measurements. I'm just concerned. <laughs> you know, I'm one of them motherfuckers. I'll be concerned about some shit, but it's probably going to have to kill me for me to really do more. <laughs> They'd be like, damn, you know what? He should have followed up. No, had no he doubt. followed up. He was on it. Yeah, he, he yeah. knew about it. He talked about it on the podcast. He was aware. He made me look into it. You know what I'm saying? That's and why I, I'm and I changed my life. Right. I stopped using plastic. Mm -hmm. And look at me. Look at that. I was drinking out of mason jar. You know what I'm saying? That's what they say you should do, pour shit in mason jars and just right. drive around with a bunch of mason jars like a fucking bootlegger. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is yeah, I got. Crazy. I used them bottles from Ikea. You know, the ones that with the metal flip over. Yeah. Closed tops. I but use. they got some shit going on in there too, right? Who? The little, those it's a little, glass bottle. Oh, you talking about the little journeyman joints that nah, you put like, like a glass bottle? You it just seal with the old school, you know what I'm saying? Top with a little, like a little uh, cork top. Not a cork. It's it's a piece of plastic, but it's with some metal hinges and they lock down. Well, okay, yeah, I think something going but, on with that too. No, <laughs> I think so. You might want to look into that. Going bro. on with what? <laughs> some BPAs in that as well. <laughs> <laughs> this shit got some BPAs. You don't even know what the BPAs is. I'm just is. saying, man. We should all be concerned. <laughs> this is a PSA for BPAs. You just said put it in a glass bottle. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, I feel you on you know, getting out in the world, walking around a little bit. Yeah, just doing, you know, purposely, you know what I'm saying, doing some of that shit. All this shit just be, like you say, in transit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a byproduct of your work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or you never getting away from the work. You're just doing more of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of um, a lot of the shit that I'm going to change, though, is the, in the nature of the business I'm in, you know, you get <clears> – each project, you you get a whole another you, – you have to get into a whole another mindset for mm -hmm. whoever your client is or uh -huh. whatever work you're doing. So – you might be working on five different projects with five different mindsets, you know. Okay. Man? And you, from here, you gotta be over here for that. You gotta be thinking in this direction, mm -hmm. and then you're thinking in this direction for these people over here. And what it does is, it don't make the work harder. It just makes, it stretches your mind out. Mm -hmm. And the more projects you have at one time, the more all over the place your mind get. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So you never really get an opportunity to be in one zone, and maximize that zone. Mm. So. What I'm gonna try to do is scale down the the types of things that I'm doing right. and start moving in one, you know what I'm saying, uniform direction as far as the types of projects we're taking on mm -hmm. or and creating at the same time. Right. So that's where I'm starting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's like if I could bring my mind in can in a controlled place and then, you know, do some of the other things that can help, I think I'd be in a good spot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do you are you find it easy or is it hard for you to say no to somebody when they to work. get you for work to yeah. money to turn? Yeah, well, you know if you want to look at the money opportunity, like you like you said, you might have to scale back. But there might be people that say, "Yo, I need you for this," so you gotta shut something down. Yeah, yeah, you 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 shutting down, you shutting down the things that's taking you off course. And once I decided it's not hard, it's like, it's just when you're, you haven't decided. Like when you just going, 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 mm -hmm. it's just, all right, what's that? 
all right, we got that's on the schedule. We, we got time on the schedule. Yeah, okay, bet that's in right. There. You know what I'm saying? You just be loading it up until you got you stacked up and you got 10, 12 of them stacked in there together. And it's like this shit crazy. Yeah, it don't. You know what I'm saying? It's not hard work. It's just like it just feel crazy because you all over the place. Right. But once you made the decision, like when I made the decision to say I'm not gonna do a whole bunch of other shit. I was just gonna focus on video. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hard. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You just shut the shit down. And then, you know, after a while, your phone stopped ringing in that direction. Like, oh, okay. that's the goal. Like, you know what I'm saying? The way your phone rings is usually where you be going. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If 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 you're going in one way, your phone start ringing in one way. Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying? If, if you play it out, your phone stopped ringing altogether. Mm. So you got to do something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, once once I decided it was like, uh, I had just I was just doing a bunch of different shit because I had came from sales, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I knew how to do the sponsor thing. So it was like somebody be like, you know, can you give me a sponsor on this? Can you do this? Can you book this? Can, you know, and then I'm trying to throw these concerts and shit. So I was just doing a bunch of different shit for a bunch of different people, mm-hmm. and at a certain point that shit stopped working the way I liked it to work, and I was just all over the place trying to get it to work. Right. And I decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm a, I'm not going to do none of that shit. I'm just going to do the shit that I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, that was it. Yeah, there wasn't no looking back. Yeah, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's good. <laughs> Don, man, listen to it. That's what's up. <laughs> I hear you on this chain shit. Uh, <clears throat> like I told you, I ramped up just to stand up shit. I've been out there. Just out and about more, just mm-hmm. in the uh, in the community more, you know, and uh, it's been good. It's been fun. You know what I mean? It's just, it's uh, yeah, it's different. You know what I mean? It's well, different. The, the clubs are different, or just it's different. Your outlook on the club? My just yeah, my outlook is just a little bit different. It's uh, the clubs ain't different. It's just the frequency. You know what I mean? You throw the frequency up. You turn your frequency up. You interact with way more comics mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if you're just doing one or two spots here and you just go on the way you're doing your spot and then you out of there you only see who's on the line up there right. you know what i mean so then like i'm on some mine i'm gonna do a spot here then oh there's something going on over there we're gonna go over to this club we're gonna do this i was just about to leave and then i'm like well let me go over here like last night i was at uh I went to the Fat Black Pussycat for it was new it was a new material Monday so we went out there new jokes went chilled at that and then I was like you know because that was my whole thing let me go out there let me do the new joke situation mm-hmm. and typically I'd be like all right well let me get back to the crib you know what I'm saying but I was like well, fuck it let me go over here to the cellar see what's cracking over at the cellar mm-hmm. and that turned into a whole nother thing then. Wound up going to the stand, which was uh, for a more unfortunate note. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, rest in peace is a guy named David Kimowitz, who was a co-founder of uh, Cringe Humor, which is like a management company, management comedy development company. And he was one of the owners of the stand, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he was killed recently. So yeah, so that was fucked up. So they had they had like a whole vigil type thing, which was interesting as well. Too not interesting, but it's uh, you know, for comedians to be as competitive as they could be, you know what I mean? 
when it's some shit that happens in the community, there's definitely a lot of support. You know right. what I mean? Like I and I always appreciate that when you see that amongst it like something will really bring people together so that was kind of cool just to see people out you know what i mean supporting each other telling jokes or just they were you know a little bit everything you know kind you know you know niggas gonna make everything funny or at least try you know what i'm saying (laughs) and that's kind of how you deal with a lot of it so it was basically stage was open and um it's super unfortunate because this is the brand new stand. They just worked on this brand new stand. This, this I think we talked about last week. Right. So you know, they remodeled it. Yeah, they re- no, they, it's a whole new location. This oh, is it's a whole, whole new yeah, whole new location. Whole whole different. It's like a to the next level. It's crazy. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So everybody, you know, people got up on stage and you know said some words, you know, told stories, that type of thing. So that was cool. But um, yeah, just played it by air more. You know what I mean? Like just being in the mix and also just programming the day. You yeah. know, like I got a whiteboard. You know what I'm saying? I would have got the whiteboard. Whiteboard gives so much potential. I would have copped a whiteboard. And, I thought uh, you said I got a whiteboard. Like, <laughs> no, little, my little whiteboard assistant. <laughs> what the? Nah, fuck? nah, 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 nah. Nah, I got a whiteboard, and uh, it's fucked up because the shit niggas was like a crease in my shit. Somehow the shit got bent in the shipping, so I had. Amazon, like, yo, y'all, you know, they don't even return it, but they gave me my money back, so now I got a little bent whiteboard. I might cop another one because I want my whiteboard to be pristine. Right, you know what right. I mean? You I want to see your potential to lay out yeah, real I smooth. I want my vision to be distorted, but right. shit, I might, I might take this free bent whiteboard for right now. We're going to see. We'll see how these plans So, what are you, what you putting on there? You putting new projects? You putting ideas? You putting dates? I'm doing all of that. I don't even know how to format that shit. Right now, right, I just got- I'm trying to get an idea yeah, how no, you format your whiteboard. I'm doing it by feel, right? So um, uh, I got, you know, company name just just to, mm-hmm. you know, set it off. I got a, a Maxim. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I'm feeling at the most very whiteboard set, you know, specific. I don't know. I'm put my maxim out there. Put your little maxim out there. Then you got, then you got a couple, uh, couple items, some to do items at this point. You know what I mean? Okay, like some you, goals you got some, I got. Some goals. But I, I'm gonna put some goals on that. I think what I'm also trying to do is, uh, you can measure shit too. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like. You know, there's certain things you're doing, and you just track it a little bit. You know what I mean? And so we'll see. At this point, it's still sparse, but like, it's you know, it just went up yesterday. No doubt. So no we doubt. out here. We out here. Mm-hmm. Incremental. That's how I was talking to my man Duke. Shout out to Duke. Cause to your point of trying to change shit, you know, like particularly, I want to change the way I eat. Right? I'm trying not to okay. eat like a slave uh, voluntarily. You know what I'm saying? Like I. <laughs> You know, so I'm trying to eat better shit, a little more vegetables and shit like right. that. You can't just all the way go, you know, but incrementally try to, you know, just how you add more green to the plate or whatever, whatever. So, you right. know, just incremental shit. But as long as it's being done, it's being done. It's a little better than it was yesterday. Right. So that's that's all you could do. That's all you could do. You know, put one foot in front of the other. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How how is being out more mm-hmm. affecting your um your craft um, right as of now? Uh I think it's uh I think probably the most immediate thing is you know it it 
tones the overthinking down. You know, when the frequency is there, then it's just it's just spots. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just shows to show. Like if you're doing three shows in the night and one of them the joke don't land how you want it to land, you got two other opportunities to get that out your head or to try it again. Mm-hmm. So you're not just sitting there like, damn, you know, I wish. You know what I'm saying? Or, mm-hmm. you know, so there's that. Um, like I said, there's more interaction. Uh, I was talking to my man Will Sylvance. He's another comic. And uh, one of the things that he likes to do, like I just, I was at the cellar the other night and I'm getting off stage and he's hosting. Will's one of them cats when he's, it's a very, like Will's, like that's one of his things, but it's it happens a lot at the cellar, you'll see it. But like, he'll talk to you when you off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you just got off stage and you and your, all right, back, good night. You know, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm walking to get the fuck out of there. We'll be like, yo, so D, what's the deal with the da 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 Like a little talk back. Right. And, you know, you got to be open to it. Sometimes you just be so ready to you get the fuck no out. You don't got no mic. You just yeah. <laughs> you just, I mean, it ain't the it, biggest just, room. Just yell it back. Just yell it back. But that creates its own little dynamic, right? Right, right. So... I guess I was rushing a little bit. I wasn't even rushing. It was a comedian after me, um, Adrian Appalucci. She was going on. That's a good friend. So I was chopping it up with her real quick, and he was asking me questions. So I was in the midst of two things. Right. And then she was going on. So, but anyway, we're talking about it later. And just that, he was like, you know, he was like, the more the more you want to, you know, we were just talking about finding your voice and, you know, and, um, he was like, you know, your voice is who you are on stage. I mean, who you are off stage with just more jokes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you don't have to turn everything off. Not that you got to be on, but when you get off stage and you're still having conversations with, obviously, a bunch of comics and other funny people, you just, you still exercising, you know, thinking funny or mm-hmm. taking a take or ha- arguing a point or, you know what I mean? Just... Yeah challenging conversation. You know what right. I'm saying? You just put yourself, you know, in the society of people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So there that go. Yeah. Burn up. You ran into Eddie. Have you seen Eddie working his jokes yet? I ain't seen Eddie yet. Nah, 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 nah. But I'm hearing from the streets. The streets is like, Eddie, he did just take that hundred. Take the hundred. Like, the people are like, I, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Nah, fuck that. Go for the full hundo. That's 70. That's, that's attractive. But this is Eddie. Give me that hundo. <laughs> Give me that hundo. I thought you said the streets were saying he was out there getting it in. No, not yet. But I mean, <laughs> sure, I'm sure once it happened, you'll hear about it. It's going to be on the wire. People are going to be talking about that shit. That's going to be a moment yeah. if it happens. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, man. What else is good? Yeah, man. You said what else is good? Yeah. I said what else is good, man? Um, you see they got that... Uh, Everybody posting a top fifty MCs. Yeah, I saw that. Well, I saw that the the list. I saw the initial list. Who that, made the first one? I don't know, but you know, some people saying Joe Button made it <laughs> because it puts him in the conversation, which is exactly what you want. He uh, he tweeted. He was like, "Look, I ain't make that list, but I'm not about to argue against it." Right. Which I'm not mad at that. And it's a, uh, you know, it goes back to we always talk about that. It goes back to you know. Being in that conversation, right? Like back the whole Jay Z shit. Who's the best MCs? Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas. Right. Jay Z put himself in that shit, right? right? So now there's a lot of neat people try to dismiss Joe like he's not a dope rapper. 
I mean, top three, that's that's debatable, but that's what the lists top are three. for. Well, that's what that's what the list is. That's the, what it, this the list. list had him in top three. I think it had Jay Z. Yeah, look at Matt. It was Matt over here. Matt on the <laughs> on the beat. Matt was like, yeah. It said, I think it said Jay, Nas, Joe Button, and then whomever, whomever, whomever. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's, so that's it's good, a lot of people like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Good, but that's a good troll. It's a good troll, but it's like one of them trolls that make you hopefully go back to the catalog, and you know. Any you know any stream is a good stream, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, <clears throat> it's you know that's what the, that's what that fucking list shit is about. Yeah, no doubt. I guess. Who you got? Who you who would you have? I mean, I, I I don't have Joe Button in my top. I mean, yeah, three. I would. Yeah. You know top ten? You got him in your top ten? <laughs> top forty-eight. Who you got in your top three? I don't even. Yeah, that's top a, three. That's a tough one. See, this this list shit is is crazy because. Like people I have in my top ten, some of the kids who judging this shit haven't even heard. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, you know, is in in your top one change through every era, you know. Right. But of course I got I got I got Jay in there, I got Big in there. Uh -huh. I got you know what I mean? Uh who else I'm gonna keep in the Big Day Kane gonna be in there somewhere uh -huh. top ten. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Rocky I'm, you know what I mean? Mm. Gonna be in the top five somewhere. You wow. know what I mean? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> just cause of the impact, right? You know what I mean? You when you when you first hear a rapper and a, when a, sometimes when an artist come in the game and change it so hard mm -hmm. that you know you don't have you don't have the insight of what the future is or how mm -hmm. many albums this artist is gonna have or you know what I'm saying. He might break up with his producer and then don't have the best taste in musical beats. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But what they brought to the game at that time is was next level and extraordinary. That's like Rakim. You know what I'm saying? Rakim came and changed everything and how people how people rap hmm. and how people thought about rap and what you could do with rap. But then at a certain point the beats didn't keep up with mm. didn't keep up with him. So he, you know, kinda lost interest that's what happened who was his who, who i mean i say i kind of lost interest I who was it like who were his producers up front that and then like I think that first album marley ma did oh yeah he paid in full album oh i didn't realize you know that okay and then and then the next one i'm not sure they they started getting other people it, was, mm -hmm. it became what the beauty of paid in full was that it had a sound that stretched out everywhere you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It had it had a universal kind of sound that you could dig in Miami, you could dig wherever. Right. When the the next albums came, you know what I'm saying, they started to become more New York centric type right. beats. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. More very, very hip hop, hip hop. Mm -hmm. And then all the way to the point where it's like, yo, this is unlistenable. Mm. Not saying not because it was New York, but just because of the way you were Initiated on Rocky and was on a different kind of beat, a more like mainstream, palatable. yeah, palatable eight oh eights in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Type of beats. So when he when he moved off of that sound, it just didn't sound. It didn't sound futuristic. It didn't sound uh, modern. You right. know what I'm saying? Starting to go backwards. The more they wanted to stay in the lane of what New York sounded like, it started mm. sounding like it went backwards mm. because of his voice was so. Ahead, mm -hmm. but now you putting it on regular. The beats felt the beats. dated on. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. The beats drug them back. That's how I felt about. It. But 
he would never fall out of a top MCs list for me because of what he brought to MCing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you when you come in and change and then people after you have to fall in line with what you did. You know what I mean? Even if you only made one album, that's that's impact. Right. So Biggie only had two albums, mm-hmm. but his impact was you know what I'm saying was legendary. Mm, yeah. He, he left a legacy uh, of rapping. You know what I mean? So that's why he up there. Right. But you know, it, list uh, subjective. You know what I'm saying? That's all Ebro's list. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anybody interesting on the list? Because that's he, what I look he, for. Yeah, Remy Ma on there. Uh-huh. On top of Wayne. On. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I feel like I want to hear some new Remy. I ain't heard no new Remy since maybe Sheether. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I like Remy a lot. I watch her on uh, what's it? State of the Culture. I like how Remy always got like you know. She'll have a strong opinion on some shit or have an unlikely take and, and mm-hmm. argue that shit down. But I wouldn't. It's been a minute. I don't think she's retired. I know, you know, she's on there with Joe Bunn. I know Joe's did, supposedly did, retired. Did she just have a baby? Yeah, but so did Cardi B. No, you know what I mean? Cardi B like, ain't dropped no new music since she had a baby. Shit. I don't know, man. Look, you could, <laughs> you know you could drop like, a baby at an album. Nah, I don't man, know. All I'm saying you, is, I would like to hear some shit. You know, from sometimes her. you 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 dig into the work of of you know caring for your your new life that you brought into the right. world. You know what I'm saying? It's not saying that you didn't you can't go rap, but maybe right. sometimes you just take a little. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You move a little differently as far as how you go about creating because your your thoughts are probably changing. You no, I hear that. I'm just saying. Like now, like put it in that conversation, like she's on that list, even with Joe Budden being on that list, right? And mm-hmm. he's so-called retired. Right. I think that having somebody, like having that conversation become big about your musical impact, mm-hmm. maybe it'll prompt you to remind people or oh, to, to inspire, yeah you know I mean? Like right. just, just to say, oh no, 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 there's a reason why motherfuckers right. say I'm dope. So like for instance, if Ebro's big enough, Remy, so that's a great, it's almost like an alley-oop. Because right. especially right now, still Hot Girl Summer, you know what I'm saying? Right. Now women seem to be way more collaborative. You see Nicki right. and Meg about to do a record together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. It's, it's yeah, a good it's, look. It's, it's a good time, to, a good time. To, to drop some shit. I mean, especially like you said for Joe. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not the. I'm, I haven't heard a lot of Joe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm not a. I mean, not that I was against Joe, but I right. just never heard a lot of his music. Right. Outside of Pump It Up. Right. Um. So. I would like to see if he came back and dropped some shit mm-hmm. out of retirement on him, and you know what I'm saying, and it's hot. See how it would work out. You know what I mean, yeah, because you know every. Everybody that do it, everybody that do any type of art or put out any kind of work for the public, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's always that appreciation when, when uh, you know what I'm saying, somebody that's not you says, shit, he one of the best that ever did it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think in any job, you will want to hear that shit. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Shit. It's dope. And then what's also dope is when it's somebody that's unlikely, somebody that you don't hear or like argued a lot. And they're they're presented to the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So now, but see. they're presented to the conversation by somebody that is a fan, right? And I always like to hear somebody that's a fan of somebody that I might not be a fan of uh-huh. talk about why they're a fan, because that might make me, you know, curious to explore the shit. You know what I'm saying? When people are like, "Oh, nah," have you ever listened? Because you ever you ever hear somebody kind of sell you on some shit that they fuck with, yeah, and they'd be like, "Yo." 
But have you ever looked at it? Did you ever peep when this happened and da-da? You like, damn, nah, damn. It's like going to a concert and everybody in that concert know the words to the shit. Mm-hmm. And you like, I guess this is a fucking hit. Oh Let yeah. Me go. Oh Let me yeah. Go yeah, check that's... this record out again. <laughs> Let me see what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's always the tail of the tape when your people fuck with it. Right. You know what I mean? I I when somebody's selling me like that, I, I tend to listen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Unless I've already explored it and, and right. you know what I'm saying, and, and condemned it. But mm-hmm. then to hear somebody else's point of view of why right. people fuck with it, then it might, you know what I'm saying, make me look at it different. Yeah. Let me see who this cat got. Ebro got on his list. Let's see. Anybody. Oh, he went and really wrote it out, huh? Yeah, he, he said, he, he said handwritten or, or don't count. Stop it. What is it, 100? 50. Okay. And then he got Kanye West at 50. Interesting. What's, what's the, who's 37? 37, he has Big Boy. Big Boy from Outkast. All right. Who's at 23? 23, Jordan number is Fab. That's a, that's a good look. All right. That's, All right. A, that's, 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 that's right nice, where Fab's supposed to be. With a jersey. <laughs> you know what yeah, yeah, With yeah. a jersey on. Uh, that's probably where I would have Fab, somewhere right there. Mm. Solidly in the middle of that shit. Okay. It's so many fucking rappers. Fab is a beast. It's so many motherfucking rappers. Uh, who's 17? 17. 17, Big L. Mm. Somebody had Big L in their top 10, I think. Uh-huh. No, somebody had, Big L. somebody had Big L high. And I was like, damn, I don't know if um, I've heard enough Big L. He one of those that kind of, you know, cut short. You know, he had a... He had a big wave though. Mm-hmm. He had a wave. It was uh, it was palpable. It was like, but it was cut short. Like right when it was, you know what I mean? Like it looked like he was about to be super. Oh, yeah, like yeah. all the way on. Yeah. So he he got Remy at thirty one. Okay. Ti at thirty two. Okay, interesting. Cam at thirty three. Wow. Lil Wayne at thirty five. Snoop Dogg at thirty six. Ice Cube at 39. That's way too low. Yeah, man, she's. Who he got number? What's this one through five? Let me hear what Ebro one Jay-Z, Big Nas, Dre 3000, KRS One. Interesting. Kendrick, J. Cole, Tupac, Rakim, Eminem. All right. That's his top 10. All right, all right. Prodigy, Raekwon, Ghost. Got some good people on there. It's I mean, tough. You know, it's tough. Hip-hop got some it's good some people in general. Thousands you know, of you know motherfuckers. I mean? If you did a, I mean, yeah. hip-hop got some good good people, now, especially over the eras. Yeah. You know? Well, Leslie, they did that. Speaking of lists, they did the uh, the decade list. You see this shit? Yeah. NBA the, decade the list. NBA all-team, all all, all Decade all teams. Right. The first three teams or whatever. And Cats yeah. was very sick because they had Kobe on number three. Right. On the third string team. Right. But I guess they were saying from that decade, right. the way he was he, playing. He was declining. Well, he had injuries a lot. That, right. So out of those, he I guess he had six years within the decade that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Three of them, he was injured. Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah. So it was one of those. So it was just, I mean, it was just uh, somebody, that's why somebody called that shit the, uh, the outrage troll. Oh, yeah, but that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're doing. It's just an outrage troll. Yeah, let's get these clicks. I had Kobe on third team, any team. Like, that's with just, the most just, With the most rings out of everybody in the conversation. In the whole thing. So yeah. it's disrespectful. Yeah. I'm not even the biggest Kobe fan, but I, I saw the troll. I was like, wow, they really, 
they was reaching with that one. Yeah, it's a reach just to even compile that list of, you know what I mean? If you're going to do that, it should be of current motherfuckers that's still playing, not retired. Right, okay. Or if you're going to keep it to this decade, then let the stats be for that decade. Don't do the cumulative stats when you're doing the luck because there was a video that went with it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're seeing everybody that's like first team, Steph Curry, three, you know, uh, championships, three times he went to this, whatever, whatever. LeBron, three times. Kevin Durant, two times. You know what I mean? Kobe, four times. Just statistically, how the fuck is he on the third team? He got more rings than anybody over here. So if you want to make it decade-based, then make them stats a little bit more decade-based. But that, you know, right. that would make too much sense. And hey, it, won't, it won't drive people crazy. <laughs> <coughs> I don't even give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. Nah, I really don't, but you know. <laughs> what you give a fuck about? Well, I don't shit, know. We that. just China. Yeah, man. What, do I, what am I fucking with right now? Um, rest in peace, Tony Morrison, huh? No doubt. Uh, something. I never really read a whole Toni Morrison book, but I know, you know, obviously she's impactful. Yeah. It was one of those, like, I always aspired to get through, you know what I mean? Like certain people's it's, it's in the canon. In, in intellectual, you have to. Yeah. But I fuck with Beloved, for whatever reason. You read it, or you saw the movie? I saw the movie. Okay. But um, go ahead. But I, I, after I saw the movie, I, mm-hmm. I didn't read the whole book, but I did go back and, <laughs> and try to book. figure, try to, you know what I'm saying, get an idea of what the fuck was going on, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That shit was some, some deep shit. They say all her shit, it play on mad different levels. Right. Even like when you read it, it's like this, it's like a lot of, you know, double on time, triple on time, showing some Jay-Z shit. And that's why so many people love her, but then that's why so many people kind of, you know, couldn't it, get hip. You it. couldn't fuck with it. It was too dense. Right. But uh, you know, I, I like a good density. You yeah, know what I'm a challenge. Yeah, a challenge. I like that because she was always about that shit. She was like, "I'm not dumbing shit down." You know what I mean? If you fuck with it or not, it's, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Some shit ain't for you. Right. Stupid motherfucker. You dummy. You know what I mean? You big dummy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but you know, she left a lot of work for people to catch up on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The good thing about that type of work, it don't play out. I mean, you can go back and revisit it. Yeah. Through the ages. Yeah, yeah. You know. <clears throat> shit. What else is going on with you? Shit, I'm out here, man, parenting and shit. You know yeah? Saying? Yeah, yeah. What's that? What's going on? You know. Uh, summertime. It's summertime, which means just a lot more FaceTime uh-huh. with, with the kids and shit. So, you know, me and my daughter had a little... Uh, 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 a little dance off, a little back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that old shit? It was like a, a little yeah. parenting situation where I had to punish my daughter. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? which you know, like I said, I can't, I can't beat her. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you know what I mean? Not, not even that wasn't that wasn't my style anyway. Okay, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like you know. But when they get, you know, what I'm saying mad when they when they need that uh when in the 80s, it would have been show enough been an ass. <laughs> some fixing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show well, enough I, been some, some, some belts. So what's, switches. The, what's the equivalent when, it's, when it was, because that's, that's out the window. So now, how do you give that same level of intensity in a more legal fashion? Or a more less slave-like? Jedi, Jedi mind trick with the words, and then you, you make a... Um, you make a theatrical display of taking the phone. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? You give me this phone. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And you walk off with it like you're right. never getting it back. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's, you gotta sell that shit. That's the yeah. You gotta sell it, and then you know, so you get that same look and that same whimper mm-hmm. from you know when you got your ass whooped. Right, right. But you know what I'm saying? You ain't have to lay no hands. That's crazy. So, so now it's the it's been a few days. So it's the. I'm on my best behavior. Can I get that phone back now? Uh-huh. Uh-uh. uh-huh. I, I haven't. I don't feel like you learned the lesson. So how does how will she be able to express that uh, she's learned her lesson? Like, is it more like a it's, recap in the lesson, or is it just about the behavior? Nah, nah, nah. It's just the time. You gotta let some yeah, shit. You gotta, you gotta let it settle in. You know, okay. what I'm saying? it ain't it ain't about what you could do to fix it because life ain't like that. You know what I mean? Sometimes you do some shit that you people will forgive you for, mm-hmm. but they ain't gonna forget. Mm. So you need to let this settle in so you don't forget. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you know I gave her, if you, you know, gave right back after two days, then you it wouldn't mean nothing. Yeah, you forgot. Okay, I want you gotta this time gotta be one of them times you gotta live without it through okay. some crucial. You know what I'm saying? Social media chatter. You know some what I'm moments. Some moments when your cousins <laughs> is out living summer and going back to school with yeah. they back to school fits and you ain't. Oh, you doing it all the way through. You going nah, for nah, the whole nah. summer? Well, no, nah, but the cousins in Atlanta went back to school right. Monday. So they missing that. So, miss so she that. missing all of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. The, the <laughs> back to school fits and right. all that. You know what I mean? Let all that settle in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Feel that. Feel all that. Yeah. Remember that that week in summer 2019 right. that you missed all the shit right. or didn't miss nothing. <clears throat> Hilarious. But, you know, I guess that's yeah. I, I, that's all I could come up with in the moment without losing my control. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's you can't, cool. You know, like I said, you can't do that. That shuts a lot of shit down. We ain't got no phone. You ever look at your... Uh, your little metrics of how often you pick up your phone, how often you've been on the screen time shit. Mm-mm. You don't ever check it out? Nah. That shit, that shit, yeah, it's, it's sobering. Wow. I'm like, damn. Cause you can realize how much, well, maybe not you, but you can realize how much you bullshit on your phone. Like how many hours you looking at the gram? How many hours you on some bullshit Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. scrolling? I seen you on the, on the Twitters. You Back to the yeah. No, I mean, I read some responses. No, okay, yeah. I haven't, came I haven't said, tweeted. It came, I've, I've responded. I well, responded to some Twitters, yeah. and some tweets. And I guess it was such a moment because my, you know, your Twitter sometime will. <laughs> you said such a moment. Yo, the shit will bring up. on. They'll be like, yo, that's that's the new shit. Such and such has been quiet. They're back. You came, <laughs> you came back like that. So that's you came how back like it. an old rapper. Oh, that's how <laughs> old, they yeah, nah. rock him. Nah, I ain't, I I haven't found my way back into a rhythm of yeah tweeting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I re, I I look to see what's happening. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, follow along. I'm there. Yeah. But I don't have no. I didn't. I don't feel like I had no conversations I want to start. Like mm. you know what I'm saying? Twitter, you got to be in the in the the mode of just a whatever type of conversations is at the moment. Just gotta you know, go with it for whatever you, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? No matter how frivolous, no matter how mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Then you can't come back from being gone with a heady, dense ass tweet. You could if you want. It just might not do well. Right. But it, yeah, it, it ain't no grand why gesture. Dead? Why you there if it ain't gonna do well? <laughs> you just, you like, but that's the thing. That's put like, it out there, crickets. 
No response, hey. no likes, no. Yeah. <laughs> you just just sitting up there. I, you know, I found myself realizing like, it don't make no fucking sense to have any real anxiety about some fucking metrics, like some yeah. podcast metrics or some Twitter. Like I was look, I was thinking about that shit. I'm like, cause it feel like something. Obviously, nobody want a brick anywhere, right? But it ain't. It don't mean shit. No, it don't mean nothing. But it it could mean it's, something. It's not it, like it, first week sales, nigga. I mean, you see, nigga tweeted after six weeks. This nigga mean, Twitter. When you, when you in there, when you get in the game of the game, you know. What I mean? guess when you when you at that level and you got followers and shit. But for me, like I said, the the, the Twitter when I was good at it, when mm -hmm. I was doing that shit and I was moving along and shit. Then I saw they was playing games with my, my tweets and replies and shit. Yeah. Then I just lost all interest in it. It's fucking with yeah, shit. Cause it's like I tweet something out. You know, I be having I used to have like good little roles. You put <clears> some <throat> shit out, people respond, you do 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 and you going back and forth, you you got the shit popping. And then I my shit started to get quiet, but then I would look at somebody else that I know mm -hmm. timeline and see that they responded to the shit that I put out that right. I thought nobody responded to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you look at a few more and it's about three or four, then you do a little search and it's about four or five different replies. That you never even saw. That, that never came, never was notified, none of that mm. shit. I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers playing games. Man. fucking with you. I just left it alone after that. Yeah. Cause like, shit, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So I never returned like in a full way mm -hmm. because it's, it's kind of like ah. felt it was rigged. Not that it was rigged, but it's just like how you get back started. And I never really, you know, had the bug to get back going. Right. So. Nice. So I'm I'm not sure if I ever return. <laughs> I <But>. think <laughs> I feel you. I that's what I'm saying. I hear you, but this is my thing because I feel you. I'm the same way. I don't think it needs to be no grand return to Twitter. No, like, it ain't. it's never like you it, could, but it like, would but, never be an announcement. Hey, I'm back. Right, but that's but that's <laughs> what it feels like emotionally. You like, look, man, I don't know if I could regain what I what what I started. My inertia. the inertia is not the response. The inertia is the motivation. To, okay, to do it. You know all what I'm right, saying? All right, the, all right, all right. Do I feel like even doing this? Just put some shit you know out there. Just put. Do I even want some? Do I even want a response to this idea? I find myself thinking, oh, I don't even know how to think in a tweet. You know what I mean? Like I do, I guess, but it's a delivery system in its own way. It's like fortune cookie type shit, I guess. Not right. really, but it's like right. a succinct type of thing. It's a thought, whatever, whatever, whatever. If you overthink it, but it's really just a thought. However you phrase it, because just like there's the the standard Twitter uh, delivery system that you see, that's the protocol or that's the default. And then, like Rakim, mm -hmm. there'll be a motherfucker that'll tweet some ignorant shit or create a different type of Twitter speak. Cause you see right. that shit all the time. Right. Like, oh, this motherfucker's doing it a whole different type of way. It's just, right. it's a platform. Yeah, no doubt. So, But what I was responding to today, uh -huh. It was a, a journalist saying that she heard us talking about, um, you know, it's the you know, best time in ever to tell black stories. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even see this. Look at the Twitter yeah, fucking with was, my Twitter. You was tagged, didn't shit? Oh, I didn't, I didn't see the tag. All I saw was Mr. Muhammad said. <laughs> nah, oh, was right. Maybe that's shit. why I saw it. I didn't see. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. So, but she, but she was saying as a hip-hop writer, yeah. you know what I'm saying, she was feeling a little disenchanted with the way that the business is going. And you know, a lot of 
magazines that writers used to write for are not right. around no more. Right. It's more of an online-based system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, quite frankly, shit, you know, I, f- I understand w- what she's talking about. Um, and it's where, you know, the, the people who are talking about it, it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? It's not endemic to a certain type of writer no more. Right. It's everybody is, is in there. And then a lot of the artists are telling their own stories, you know. And yeah. that's what the people are on Twitter to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or on in the world to see, you know, the artists tell their own stories. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's how do you survive as a writer? Right. In that business, or do you pivot and do something else, or do you move into movies? And but if you just want to write and write stories, mm-hmm. how do you survive? Mm. What you say? I was about to ask you. I, didn't, uh, I thought you might have had the answers. Oh, shit, I ain't even. I just just got the question just two seconds <laughs> yeah, ago. I mean, but let but me. That's that's the best I time think, to get uh, answer when you're on impromptu. I mean, there's there's always a way in for a writer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. I just feel like it's always a way in. You just gotta figure out what you're writing about. What you what the inspiration is. If right. it's if it's now, because I see what the thing is. So now the the, the paradigms changed, right? So it's not like the writer shaping the story of the subject mm-hmm. it's now the subject creating their own narrative right that's right. the buzz right. create your own narrative because that's really what they doing they saying right. so this the shit happened like this boom 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 and then that happened and this happened whereas before motherfucker be like well this is how i saw it and this is what blah 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 pop and then even the subject might be like Nah, I don't remember it like that. Right. So there was the discrepancy because it's somebody. So now we need a video. <laughs> so now we, yeah, now we got to go to World Star. But uh, there's always, if the information is off the subject, whatever it is, is interesting, there's always some room for a writer. And, it, and it's up to the writer to make that shit compelling. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, it's, uh, like I said about just about Twitter a couple minutes ago. It's always up to the writer to make it compelling, even when you thought, I would have never thought like that. I keep throwing back to Rakim. Like you said, Rakim switched up the game. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> you know, there's all types of writers that you see that utilize different little tricks or things right. that that make their writing a little bit more dynamic or make it a little bit more interesting. And you're like, oh, shit, I would have never even thought to do it like that. Right. I would have probably taken this approach. So I think it comes down to being clever in how you approach the subject. I think, you know what I'm saying, in anything, whatever you're writing or how you're writing, you know what I'm saying, right now information is coming out at the speed of whatever. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's information, information overload. Right. So I think in, in times like this where there are less platforms to write for, that's going to pay you to say, hey, go write for this person. Go write about this or go right. write about that. Right. We want you to write this story. It's time to uh, kind of identify, you know what I'm saying, what stories you like to write. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which ones? Mm-hmm. Which which hip-hop stories? Which, you know what I'm saying, music stories do you want to write about? Always wanted to write about which, you know what I mean, how you want to write about them. I think now is is a time where you can, you know, create a voice where people understand, oh, that's that writer's voice. Right. And if I want that take, I'm going to go to them for it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it will take time, but if you build enough 
people to trust your voice and want to hear your voice, then you will get paid to do it your way, how you want to do it. Right. Just like, you know what I'm saying, in a time where we, when when it was the source, double XL, vibe, you know what I mean, um, all the big hip hop books, right? Mm -hmm. Then you had the South coming up, mm -hmm. who was getting no love mm -hmm. in the big New York media magazines. Right. You know what I mean? And then you had somebody like Julia Beverly, right. who was a hip hop photographer, mm -hmm. taking pictures at concerts around the South. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, well, shit, I'm going to put out this little magazine. Right. You know what I'm saying? And start writing my own little stories about the artists that I'm around. Mm -hmm. And that shit became more powerful because the game started changing. You know what I'm saying? Where the South started selling more records and becoming more influential and and the big magazines weren't in on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Ozone magazine was the voice of those artists. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That was the first magazines that they were on the cover of. And, right. You know what I'm saying? They they felt more <laughs> of an allegiance to that mm -hmm. magazine because it was the one that gave them the shot. Right. In the beginning. Right. You know what I'm saying? For the for the um, you know, Plies of the Worlds and the Rick Rosses and the right. you know what I'm saying? Right. All the down south TIs and mm -hmm. the David Banners and all them who was getting no love in the New York magazine. It was so bad that that um Lil John was the biggest producer of you know what I'm saying of over like two, three years. He was like right. the biggest producer in the game with numerous hits on the radio at the same time. And at Vibe, he never got a full feature on himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Period. Not that he was included in a like a southern feature. Right. But he never got a full feature, let alone a cover or nothing like right. that. You know what I'm saying? So those voices became important to those artists. Even when they was telling their own stories, that little space that, that was curated for them felt like home for them. Mm -hmm. And as a writer in this space now, there are still there's still an opportunity to create home for a certain type of artist or whatever interest that you have as a writer. Right. You know what I mean? And and that's a place like journalism is a place where the game totally broke apart and it's coming back together in all kinds of different ways that right. was never uh, part of the institutionalized way of doing journalism. Yeah, I think it's I think yeah, it's different now. I think it's evolving. I think you know it's funny, I was talking to my grandmother today and she was like, um I was telling her about something that happened, and she, I was like, I got to look at it. I, don't, I haven't seen it anywhere. I ain't seen it in the news. And she was like, you know, I don't know the last time I seen a newspaper. My <laughs> grandmother said, I don't know. It's been a long time since I seen a newspaper. And they live and die by the newspaper every right. day. That was part of the day. Go get the paper. Read the paper. You know what I mean? And now... She was like, I barely see newsstands. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and so it's evident to everybody, right? But at the same time, I feel like the platforms are changing. There's writers that are new writers that are developing, that are like, you know, there's dope voices that you see on Twitter. There's dope voices that you see on Instagram. There's dope voices that you see that you hear in podcasting, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's dope voices that tell video stories. Like, it's a different way of storytelling. It's not like the same old four to five page feature in a glossy magazine. 
Now it's a viral. Now it's we came to your hood and we took these, you know what I mean, these cameras and we had these, you know what I mean, these interviews in the trap or we went right. to this certain club or whatever, whatever. I'm going to show you this 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 picture and I'm going to tell you the background on the picture and da 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 da. Right. So it's people out there they just they just posting up on these new platforms. They like, yeah. yo, somebody cuz I feel like a writer's job honestly is just to provide context. You know what I mean? Like just at the you know, now I don't say that's all it is, but that's one of the biggest things, especially as it relates to like culture. Mm -hmm. So it's like with Julia Beverly, she set the stage to create a context for all of the Southern rap and why that shit meant something. And, and this person was on that page with this person and you had voices, you know what I mean? You know, of from the South mm -hmm. with their own POV, whether it's Charlemagne or Lil Duval in there, or you know what right. I mean. And then she photographed not just the artist, but the whole scene. Like right. there's plenty of times niggas that worked at Vibe might be in Ozone right. more than they was in Vibe. You know what I mean? <laughs> like oh shit, nigga. you know what I'm saying? So, but it was it captured what was going on. Right. I think if you could capture that shit and 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 create the context for why this shit means something. People gonna keep coming back. Yeah, and there's, and there's always gonna be a need for that. There's never not gonna be a need for somebody summing it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And or not even just summing it up, but there's, yeah, that. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? Know, just or, providing context, or, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Telling the stories of what's happening. You right. know what I mean? So, like you said, even on Instagram, you might have a photographer, but that does more writing than photography because yeah. they, they're put one picture up and then they're going to tell the whole thing of what that picture means and you know what I'm saying what's going on in their mind like you look at like ain't no jigger you ever see you ever follow him ain't no jigger that's like it was like Jay-Z's it's like a Jay-Z uh account basically they follow some people think it's whole, but I don't think so. But <laughs> that motherfucker had photos from like 96. Uh -huh. They'd be like, this is when Jay-Z was uh, at a Rolling Stone interview and, you know, the Tag Heuer watch he got on cost X amount of dollars. He had such and such. Like, going to give right. you the whole breakdown. This is what happened. His mom's is there. And then this they did that this day. And it's right. like, wow, insightful. Right. You're like, all right. Yeah, you know I've never I mean? seen that one. But, you know, it's like like Ruddy Roy, the photographer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And he uh, he. Anytime he posts a picture, it's always, you know what I mean, his his feelings and whatever right. about what's going on right. or the picture itself. Right. You know what I mean? So he does a lot of writing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's working. You right. Know I mean? It's not as like he go my picture. No, he's he, selling it. Yeah, yeah. He he working all the way through it and it gives you more meat. Right. You know what I mean? To right. to the um to the image. So, I mean, it's fine your subject. Mm-hmm. Find your platform mm -hmm. and write, and and you know what I'm saying, and and bring them to you. Speaking of some photography, shit. Last thing, I I've noticed Johnny Nunez does a lot of not just photos, but he'll do these videos. Right. But it's his own way. <laughs> like it's just how Johnny Nunez is, where he get right. everybody together, moving shit to be random as fuck. Right. But you feel like you in the room more so than other behind the scenes. Like you right. really feel like. Cause it's he got the out. camera and the video in the same. He's doing the whole shit. I've seen him be, do it. Yeah, motherfuckers be disoriented. No, 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 no. This is the video. Oh, but it's dope. Cause then you'll see moments like he had one shit where this was a while back. Uh, I think this might have been Essence Festival or something like that. Her had just performed, and Patti LaBelle was backstage with her, mm -hmm. and she was like saying, "Yo, 
You special. You like it was by it was like one of the moments that you would hear about or whatever, right. but it was like you caught it and they wasn't playing for the camera. They probably didn't even realize the camera was there. Right. But you just felt you could feel the gravity and what was so dope about somebody at Pay LaBelle level recognizing her and saying, yo, you dope like making it in intentionally tapping on the shoulder like like eye to eye. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm anointing, I'm blessing you, I'm telling you, you got what it takes. I've been in this game for a minute. You could right. feel that shit. It was just dope. And it was just like it was like a stolen moment. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean shit. Johnny be uh, working his ass off with that camera and his phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing video and taking the pictures. Getting to you know it. what I'm saying? And I think with Johnny the thing that made him Stand out is that you know what I'm saying he didn't waste a lot of time being precious about mm. you know what I'm saying yeah this, this that and the third he come in he gonna take the snaps mm -hmm. he gonna be on to the next shit and over time you know what I'm saying you you in five six different events a night mm -hmm. you know like you said just frequency. you know what I mean the frequency and then you know next thing you know you here you there you're on the plane with with Hove and you know what I mean it's like. Shit, after a while, your catalog gonna speak for itself. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it don't have to be precious. It just had to capture that moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just like you said, he captured that moment. He Now, when you see the image, that backstory is already captured. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that adds value in itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's dope. Heard up. Uh, where you gonna be this week? This week I'll be here. Yeah? Yeah. I'll be on the ground at Mr. Muhammad. Okay. I'll be somewhere lurking on Twitter. Okay. At Mr. Muhammad. Lurking? <laughs> uh -huh. I'll be reading. I'll be I'll be reading and responding. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I'm not I ain't set off no conversations, but I'll be reading and responding. I dig it. <laughs> I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Holla at me. Oh, I'm seeing everything that we were just talking about. I gotta read up on this. Uh yeah, I'm at uh, Eastville Comedy Club this entire weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Come through, check me there. If I'm anywhere else, I'll update it, uh, social media somewhere. Oh, real quick, did you see a Black Lady sketch show on HBO? I did. I did. That shit was funny. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, shout out to Robin Thede, East Ray. That shit was fire. That yeah. shit was funny. I liked it. It was pretty good. I'm, I'm excited for more of them shits. And until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. Yeah. We are out. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation.